one news talk station. FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT Burlington. Without love, where would you be right now? Well, you've got love right here on the morning drive on WVMT. And we are back. And joining us online now is the Commissioner of Economic Development for the state of Vermont, Commissioner Joan Goldstein. Good morning, Commissioner. Good morning. So let's talk. Can you first, I mean, we're going to get into this, the new program that you put out a press release on, the Business Emergency Gap Assistance Program. But can you tell us what you've learned so far in terms of the magnitude of the flood and um, what we're looking at? What have we learned so far? Sure, um, be, be happy to. I am, um, you know, from the very beginning, from that first week of flooding, we knew this was going to be uh, extremely, extremely difficult. The um, the count so far uh, is a little bit. It looks like between 800 and 900 businesses that have reported into the 211 form, and as we know, not everyone has reported that in. But what that does is it aggregates the amount of damage both for um, businesses as well as residences. So we know there are nearly a thousand or over a thousand businesses impacted by this disaster. Um, what does that mean? It means entire downtowns. When you look at Montpelier right now, or the small businesses and the businesses and residences impacted in Barrie, Ludlow, Londonderry, uh, Cambridge, um, Hardwick. And, you know, the, the, the destruction is so immense and it's coming on the heels of the pandemic. So from the first week, when people were still being rescued, we were thinking about how how are we going to help communities recover from this? And as we know, you know, SBA and FEMA are there. FEMA is um, has some grants for individuals and also does reimbursements for municipalities for infrastructure. And SBA is there, but it's only in the form of loans. And as we know, many businesses were already highly leveraged from the results of the pandemic, from being closed, from right. intermittent, yeah. you know, things. So we had to do something, and we had been talking about, well, how do we set aside some funding to help these businesses? Businesses need some hope that there's assistance that's not in the form of loans. And that's why two weeks ago the governor announced that we will, we will set aside $20 million for business assistance. And we released the details last Thursday, and by this Thursday, we feel that we'll be able to open the portal. And there's been a lot of promotion of this so that folks understand that it's on its way, so that all the work that's necessary to prepare for it, they could do so. So the destruction is immense. Um, you know, this is going to be a long-term recovery. Not everyone's going to bounce back. Not everyone's going to rebuild exactly where they were. Right. So there are a lot of considerations about what would be the right next step. And some people are taking a pause and reconsidering, you know, is this the right location? Is this the right um, methodology? You know, some from Irene, I was around during Irene, not in state government, but in local economic development. And some people got back in and got highly leveraged and then ended up not making it because of that. So businesses did need to take a pause. But again, we balance that with these are people's livelihoods and they can't afford to take a pause. 
You know, they, they need to come back and, and figure out a way to make a living for themselves and their families. Right. Now, Commissioner, um, $20 million uh, for this Business Emergency Gap Assistance Program. Um, it's obviously needed, no question. But where the money, you said the governor did a set-aside of $20 million for that. Where does the $20 million come from? Well, the um, emergency board met yesterday, and um, I believe there was a... Uh, a transfer of appropriations, appropriations that were already sent to another department uh, and were not being utilized. I think the appropriation was for a matched grant of some federal funding that ended up not coming through. So it was not going to be utilized for the original intent. And so that was an opportunity to utilize it for this. And do we have a handle on whether it, you probably are going to need a lot more, right? Would that be fair to say? That is fair to say. I think Montpelier alone um, estimated over $180 million worth of business damage. um, And for an average sort of hurt of $186,000, something like that, um, per business. Now, granted, some are much higher levels and some are lower levels, but um, we realize this is just a portion. But again, if it gives folks hope, if it gives them opportunity, if they could then borrow because they have some of this grant money as uh, a down payment, then perhaps, um, you know, this, this leads the way. Yes, we, I think it's fair to say there's going to be, there's a need for more funding. So it, this is very specific to um, talk about what's ineligible because, because there's other, there's other factors out there you mentioned in the beginning, but, but um, this is very specific for business um equipment and infrastructure it's not to replace lost income though correct that is that is correct we could only do what we could do so the original intent is sort of look we've got to help repair the physical damage because until we do that a lot of businesses cannot reopen and if they cannot reopen they're going to continue having economic injury and they'll also continue to have their employees um, not working right Right, so the idea behind this was let's clean up fix up and get people back to work. And then we do recognize there are many, many businesses that did not sustain physical damage, but because of roads or because of just the constant rain, you know, they just, or cancellations, that they are suffering the um, sort of ancillary impact of, of the storm. Well, and I think, you know, it's remarkable how quickly you've put it together. And I, I do want to point out that tomorrow, Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., there's a webinar uh, talking about this, and then the following day you anticipate opening it up. That is correct. That is correct. So, uh, you know, uh, I think that anything that that can help, particularly the small businesses where they, you know, you don't don't think about it, but it it adds up fast, but it may be two or three pieces of equipment that may have been downstairs or a compressor. That is correct. Or compressor for, I would say, a restaurant or uh, or a store where, you know, the compressor downstairs tra- is trashed, but upstairs things are saved. This really can quickly uh, get the money in the hands and hopefully get get the things back up and running. What about time frame? What are, what are you hoping for on on after they apply? A lot of that's just going to depend on volume. We do have many people in the department have been pivoted to this program, and we also receive help from other departments that are willing to come in and help us review the applications. Um, if we get hundreds at one moment, obviously it'll take us longer to get through it, but we will do them. We will review them as they come in 
so that no one is waiting uh, an undue amount of time for us to review the applications. We um, you did ask a question about ineligible, you know, who's eligible. Municipalities will not be eligible. That's a separate um, stream of funding from FEMA. Um, businesses or nonprofits that sustained only economic injury will not be eligible. And individual homeowners, um, that will, they will not be uh, permitted to, to apply for this. But we do hope to have a fast turnaround. But again, it really just depends on the volume. And that's why we haven't promised a particular turnaround. But as, as the applications come in, we'll start reviewing. So if people are entering the information in on Thursday, we're going to start reviewing on Thursday. So. <laughs> And I do think it's important to point out, too, that we, we talked to a lot of business owners. Um, we've interviewed a lot of them, and they said, you know, personally, FEMA steps up for the municipalities and for uh, for personal problems. Mm-hmm. But there, there really isn't a lot of federal assistance, as you pointed out. Uh, from, from the federal government, um, there's loans, but there isn't really a lot of uh, financial grants. Uh, so this, this fills a... A, a serious gap, which is probably why it's called the Business Emergency Gap <laughs> Assistance Program. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick two-minute break, uh, mm-hmm. and then the, the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open. Triple eight four one four zero three zero three. Small business owner, and you'd like to speak with Joan Goldstein, uh, the Commissioner of uh, Economic. Uh, Every day, the morning drive, FM 96.3 and AM 620, WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. We are back and we're continuing our discussion now with the Commissioner uh, of Economic Development for the state of Vermont, Commissioner Joan Goldstein. And we're talking about the new program that they've just uh, done a press release on, just getting the word out here for the uh, business emergency gap assistance program. And if you have a question for Commissioner Goldstein, uh, give us a call on Kenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 She's uh, here to take your questions. If um, so, Commissioner, it, when this is going to be a first serve, first say, you know, come first, whatever you want to call that uh, role, <laughs> that. Uh, you will start handing out grants. Is there any limit? I mean, with twenty million dollars, I mean, you're going to need you're going to need more. They're going to need more assistance. But what's the most any one particular business can get? The highest yeah, level someone can get. Yeah. So the way we've calculated this is we're going to calculate the uh, amount of damages. So each applicant puts in what type of damages they have to real estate, equipment, inventory, and we calculate twenty percent of those damages um, with a ceiling of $20,000. Now, we did make an exception that if you suffered more than a million dollars worth of damage, we uh, have a sliding scale depending on the number of employees. So if you've suffered more than a million dollars worth of damage and you have less than 10 employees, you can get up to $100,000. If you suffered a million dollars worth of damage and you have between 11 and 50 employees, you can get up to 250000 And if you have over 50 employees and you suffered over a million dollars worth of damage, you can get 500000 So we've recognized that there are some complete devastation. Uh, some businesses have total wipeout of, of everything, building, equipment, and they have had to lay off people. The, the, that's why we have the exception to the 20000 So basically what people will need to be prepared to enter 
are, you know, what was the damage to the physical property? If they're a tenant and they don't have to replenish the physical property, then what uh, what did they lose? What inventory did they lose? What equipment? Um, and this way we could help them get back into, into business. I think that just just having uh, inventory, as you just mentioned, is, is substantial because there really isn't any... I mean, some businesses have insurance, but when it comes to flood, it's funny how act of God is a plan. Yeah. And you find out that, that you, you you thought you had yourself covered, and, and you don't. And you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Commissioner, can you walk us through the process a little bit, uh, in a little bit more detail? If uh, uh, business owners listening this morning, uh, what would you, how would, what's the process that they go through to apply for the funds? Yeah, there's a, there'll be an application portal. We'll put the link out onto the site. There'll probably be, um, you know, we'll release it in our newsletter. So we encourage everyone to apply to our newsletter at accd.vermont.gov. It's on our Severe Storm um, Recovery Resource Center. And uh, there'll be a link, and you'll go to a portal, and we'll ask some basic information, you know, name, contact, et cetera. But the most important information that businesses should start collecting if they don't already have it are, you know, what did you have in terms of documentation of your damages? Are there photographs? Do you have, even if the insurance doesn't cover flood, what type of insurance do you have? You know, is there any type of insurance declaration that you have? Um, if you own the property, just ownership documentation like a property tax bill. If you lease it, you know, what are your lease uh, requirements? Sort of any and all information that kind of describes your situation, you know, what did, what did the flood do, and the dollar amount of damages, if any, that are anticipated to be recouped through insurance. So, you know, we recognize most people are not covered for this event, but we are asking the question just so that we avoid duplication of benefit. So I think the, the most important thing, and also we'll need things like last year's tax return. If you're new in business, you don't need a tax return, but you'd need like a profit and loss statement. And that's, uh, it's about it. It's really, you know, if you had to move your location due to the storm, then please put in your temporary address so that if we have to send a check, it goes to a place where you could receive it. Um, so really, it's contact details, a little bit about your business, how many employees, um, and what was your damage. Most of the application is about describing your damage and um, documenting that. And this and this program is meant to be sort of a bridge to, it's not going to cover all the needs of a business who may need much more, but there's going to be hopefully other means you know, for that, but this is meant to be yeah. a bridge. Hopefully there'll be other means. I mean, we recognize that, you know, if you've not suffered, uh, you know, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage, then maybe this takes care of a lot of it. We also recognize that there's been tremendous effort on the charitable organizations with their donors and their grant programs that have already been set up that also help defray the costs of restoring and reopening. So, um, yeah, we, we think that this gives people at least a start and, a, and a, a bridge, as you say, or it might make borrowing money more feasible because there is this piece of it and while we figure out how we can get more funding. I mean, the difference, you know, the last storm we experienced, Irene, um, you know, many other states also experienced tropical storm Irene. So I think there was a lot more federal help. I know there was a disaster recovery 
special community development block grant. Like, not sure if that's coming down the pike this time, but what all we could do is collect as much information about the level of damage, and we will collect damage, we will collect information on economic injury just so that we have an idea of, you know, how much damage has come in um, through this storm. Can we make the case that the Fed should supply a little bit more assistance to Vermont? I mean, Vermont really was the only state with a couple of, you know, there's a few spots of New York State that got impacted by this rainstorm, but we really are the ones that were um, disproportionately impacted. And it doesn't even have a name of a storm, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's very different, um, it's a very different outcome. Are you uh, are you confident? Are, are we getting the help that we should be getting from the feds? I mean, are, we know that our federal, federal delegation has been here and toured some of the sites and have certainly been advocating for it, but are we feeling like that the feds are stepping up appropriately at this, at of this course, point? Of course, yes. Of course, yes. They're doing all they can. You know, as just like in state government, you, you don't always have freedom to change programs or change requirements or change legislation, right? So I think the thing that would be helpful, I think what the governor and, and others have been advocating for is, is there any hope to get some sort of supplemental um, budget appropriation uh, from the feds that could help Vermont. So, yeah, and there's been a lot of attention. I know the Secretary of Transportation has been to the, to the sites. Um, so I think they are doing all they can do. But just like any other governmental entity, you, even if you want to, you, you can't just, you know, right. flip a switch and create uh, a program that's more conducive or more generous or, you know, there, there's just so many different guidelines and governance that has to take place in order to move forward. So we hope that this could help bridge folks while we get to that point. We know that the need is great, as you've indicated, and there's no question that this is a great program, um, gap assistance. Um, and it, it will be, you'll be con- continuing to give out grants as long as the, the until the fund runs out. Yes. Is the expectation, have you had conversations about what will happen when the funds run out, if there continues to be a lot of of need and people are continuing to apply for the grants, but the funds have run out. Is the process going on where you're looking under every, every rock to see where you could find more money? I think we could anticipate that we'll be in constant communication about the, the speed, the velocity of how these funds are going out the door and what we do in order to prepare. Um, but right now my focus and everyone's focus is sort of mission front is just let's get this launched let's get these applications reviewed, let's get checks dispersed, and as I said, we will be reviewing kind of the speed with which this is getting spent down and then come up with what our what our next plan is. But, um, you know, we don't want to say, oh, yes, there's just more money. I, mean, right. I don't have an area right now where I could say we could do that, but like I said, conversations will be continual with, um, you know, the folks that are um, residing over budget, you know. And what what I what I like about this is it, it's also a way for you, as you said, you're going to collect all the data, so you'll have a, a, a pretty good handle whether or not you can maybe this particular uh, vehicle will work, or you know, right. it, 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 you'll have you'll have hard data. So when yeah. the feds come in or they talk budget in 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 Montpelier, you can say, well, here's exactly where we're at, uh, which yeah. I think that that's just as important. I think you know people should just. Uh, like you said, sign up for your uh, newsletter and stay yep. in the loop if your business was affected. Because uh, even if you don't qualify or, or get a lot of money from this program, 
you'll be uh, you'll be in that pool. Everybody should get get as much data to you as possible. That's absolutely that's a great point. We don't people you know, sometimes in the past, I and mean, we've done three. This is probably our fourth disaster uh, program that we've um, administered, and folks sometimes get worried that we're running 